0: You're listening to the A. Scully cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. Good afternoon. Today is a good day. Just
1: cut to the chase. What were we just talking about? What's the before the after the show discussion?
0: Today is a good day because it was Star Wars Day.
1: (laughs) Well, a tiny slice of Star Wars Day. Yes.
0: Um, Any day where you watch Star Wars is a good day. So we, we actually watched Star Wars. Well, we didn't watch Star Wars. We watched Rogue One.
1: I'll tell you what makes a day better. If you watch Star Trek.
0: No. <laughs> that
1: doesn't... No. Star Trek's alright. See, we can we can prove to the world you can live in harmony. Yes. We have two very different views about something so important to all of humanity. The divide between Star Trek and Star Wars.
0: It's funny that divide, isn't it? Because... Growing up, I did. That means a very
1: kind word for it.
0: I did watch Kirk, you know, old original series. So
1: much more than that
0: on TV, but that's all I watched really. That's and there's only so many of them. So you then you've seen them all, and then I saw those movies, and then I never furthered it on to those. Other ones. Did they come about in the 80s, the other ones?
1: All, well, Next Generation was 80s and 90s and everything came yeah, up. Yeah, I never
0: watched those. I'm... See,
1: that's your problem. Because You of haven't this. expanded your brain enough, your horizon enough, to involve all of our spacey travel franchisey worlds. Now, if you do a crossover, let's do a crossover, boys and girls. Come on.
0: They did it. I in mean, a, come on. They've done it in a comic that like before, Star Trek and Star Wars together. I don't know how it went. I didn't bother looking at it. But um,
1: Fire- I mean,
0: I've watched Firefly. There's another mm-hmm. sci-fi one. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. I don't know why people were going nuts over it. The
1: other one I didn't think I'd like, but I did. And I forget the name of it now, but it was good.
0: <laughs> um, Which one? Babylon 5? Or-
1: no. No, I never watched that one.
0: Um, Space 1999? No. Uh, see, all right. As a kid, Space 1999. I couldn't not tune into that. I love that. So, and Star Trek, I would have not watched it. Like, so, I don't know what it was. I liked Star Wars and Space 1999. If you uh, haven't seen Space 1999, it's a 1970s sci fi show. It's by the people, uh, Jerry and Sylvia Anderson, who do Thunderbirds, who did Thunderbirds, went on to do that. And it's a cool premise for a sci fi show, isn't it? It's a, uh, you, you, the yes. premise is great. Yeah,
1: right? I do. Yeah, it's good.
0: Uh, watch the first episode. It's on Hulu, I believe. It's just really fun. Anyway, on to today's podcast. It's uh, it will see.
1: Be... How I see what I did there. I got you to not talk about Star Wars. Isn't that amazing? It's like the greatest trick of all time. The Jedi mind trick. <laughs> ah, this is happening. Um, so
0: this is this would be the weekend of uh, Saturday, April the first, April Fool's Day. So we're it not isn't. going to fool you. We're going to.
1: This isn't April
0: first. I mean, it'll be the. I just said it'll be the weekend of Saturday, April the first, when you listen to this podcast. If you listen to it when it comes out, and this is after the show four hundred and seventy-three. We're not going to fool you. I hate April fools jokes. I hate people on the internet who do April fools jokes. The most lame April fools joke on the internet is where you go to a website that you go to every day, and they say it's closed down or something, and they put a page up so you can't look at it. It right is there. lame. It's annoying so um, don't fool us and we won't fool you Well, the movie we're looking at this week if you haven't guessed is Rogue One A Star Wars Story it's a 2016 movie released on Blu-ray April the 4th you can pick it up this coming Tuesday it's PG-13 from our friends at Lucasfilm and Disney and Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of Rogue One (laughs) A Star Wars Story
1: I don't think so any any movie that has Star Wars attached it needs to be I will
0: give you the synopsis it is the prequel to Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope, which was the original Star Wars movie. Some people go, the fourth Star Wars movie? No, the original one. He started with number four. It's a bit weird. So, uh, yeah, it is the prequel. It is how the Rebel forces stole the Death Star plans, and then Episode 4 moves on from there. So, we watched uh, Rogue One when it was in theatres. There isn't. If a Star Wars movie comes out, there is no way I'm not going to see it. So we go to see. It. We'll go and see one this year as well, the Last Jedi. But um, Rogue One, we went to see it. I loved it at the time. Did you love it? Yep. Um, it's not a perfect film.
1: Wasn't perfect. Start with that, and then you can move on to. the No, gushing. I mean it's
0: not a perfect film. That it's. Um, I like The Force Awakens a lot better than Rogue One. I love all Star Wars, to be honest, but I really enjoyed The Force Awakens. I liked what that did, you know, starting off a new trilogy and it felt really familiar and there was characters you loved and there was sadness and all that. Rogue One has that stuff too, but it's more of a new thing, even though it is a prequel to Star Wars, which you love, no one love. (laughs) But um, let's start with it. For me, as a life, literally a lifelong Star Wars fan, um, and I... I do love Rogue One, but my little nitpicks are obviously the uh, Tarkin CGI model of Peter Cushing. I don't like it. I didn't like it in the theatres. I liked it a little bit better watching it on home on Blu-ray. It didn't quite look as bad. I kind of looked away a little bit sometimes when he started moving weird.
1: The, I actually thought it looked way better on this than it did on the big screen, so I'm not better. It still as doesn't in, look good. No, no. it's not if, forgivable. If I was in charge of Star
0: Wars while I was making this movie, yes, there's a, the original. When you first see Moff Tarkin stood there, and his reflection is in the window, and you're looking at the back of his head, it looks fine, and, yep. he, and he talks, and you can see his reflection of his face in the, in the w- window that would be fine for me. I would have done the whole conversation like that and left it at that. And I think that would have flew. Like, you would have gone, okay, we know he's not alive, but that's pretty good. But the way they did it, like, broad daylight, moving around a lot, you know what it reminds me of? That scene that George Lucas put back in Star Wars, where Jabba the Hutt yeah. and, and Han Solo walking around. And that looked it. way worse. And it, but, but yeah. that looked horrible too. Like, <laughs> but yes, this does look pretty good for a human model. But it so sticks out. It sticks out like it. it you can't deny it sticks out. And in years to come, when you go back and watch this, you you will look at it and go, "Wow, we didn't know how to do that then, did we?" Because we will have advanced and probably be able to do it by then. So I hate that model. It's it sucks, kind of. But I understand why they wanted him in there because he is—that's one of the top guys in the empire. It would seem weird if he wasn't in this film, and then he's like in charge in the next film. It would seem a bit weird. The other, the other little ma- niggle I have is another CGI character. The the very final shot of the movie is a very close-up face shot <laughs> of Carrie Fisher talking but not really Carrie Fisher, a CG model of Carrie Fisher. I think it looks better than Tarkin because you don't see it as long, but it still looks bloody weird. It looks like somebody walked off a cartoon set and, <laughs> and came in. And you know what? Because it's the very final thing you see, it's the thing you think of when it you walk out It is unfortunate. Yeah.
1: Because it has such potential, again, to just not talk. They right. could have showed her from, you know... A- you can show just somebody from, from, from three-quarter, yeah. not even from the back, like from a three-quarter view, over the eye, over the brow, down the cheek, without having to move anything or do anything, and then hear her say what she says, that's it, have the reflection in the window again, because she's staring out the, at the expansive space. It's, I just think they got too big for their britches. Somebody the, convinced somebody they could do it.
0: Well, we did watch the extras, and they said, we were up for the challenge, and we think we're finally at that stage where we can do that. Obviously, you're not. And (laughs) I don't think anybody out there thinks that it all looks flawlessly. I can't tell the difference. Because if you say you can't tell the difference, you've not been looking at people. Maybe if you watch it on your phone. Maybe. With your eyes kind of (laughs) squinty. But anyway, those are my niggles, those two things. My third, I do have another niggle. and that is, And that is the writing of the whole piece. I do believe, I would like to know a lot more about Jin, our heroine. I, it, it's kind of, it's at the beginning of the film, the first 15 minutes, it jumps from planet to planet to planet to planet, and it's trying to like give you a ton of story really quickly. And it seems very choppy to me.
1: Hmm.
0: It chops ahead in time really fast. You, oh, you you see Jin as a child, you see that she goes into hide, you know, you kind of piece together what was going on. But I really like her, and I want it. I wanted to know a lot more about her and you don't really get to know a lot about her you just get to know oh she's a girl her father is the designer of the Death Star she goes into hiding for a bit she does some bad shit the Empire capture her at some point you have to piece all that together don't you just from like looking at the yeah hold on a second she's in a prison cell oh a stormtrooper walked past oh she must have done something wrong and that's it. You don't know what you, just from lines of dialogue. Um, it, the movie would be fo- if it was my movie, it would be like a four-hour movie. So probably that's the wrong because <laughs> I would have gins. I would have a whole of gins like growing up. But you know what I mean. That, maybe, yeah. that could be another film, I guess. But that they're the things I dislike. But aside from that, the the battle that takes place in this film in space towards the end. Is the best battle? Be in honest, any- did it
1: give you a bit of a, you know, Woody?
0: Yeah, there, it's the best <laughs> yeah. Star Wars space battle that has ever been done on film. <laughs> I mean, and we've seen a lot of them, right? We, mm-hmm. it is exactly. I love the original Star Wars where they go and you know blow up the Death Star. It's really, really cool. But this is like another level of. I mean, we've got to a point. Yes, we have got to a point in CGI where you can have a space battle. And it'd be completely convincing, the whole thing. And it's so such a massive scale. And such so well designed. I love the... They've got a planet just below the space battle that is the also part of the finale. The, on this planet, there's a data storage place where the rebels are trying to attack it. But the planet, this technology that the Empire have developed, they've got a force field around the entire planet. And one little hole... Like it's amazing. A, it's like an amazing... Door. Yeah, I love
1: it. <laughs> I love that, actually. That's one of my favourite things.
0: It's like a little door that you have to go up to, uh, you know, in space, outside the planet. And uh, the Empire let you through and then you go down to the planet and that's the only way in. But um, it's such a cool image with the fighting going on above it and then you're looking down and you can see the planet with the war going on underneath it. It's really like a cool set piece, the whole thing. It's one of my favourite Star Wars battle scenes. Um... What did you think of it overall, Rogue One?
1: I really enjoyed it, and I had the exact same two things I dislike was the CGI trickery of the people, but all the other CGI is a, is a seamless. Yeah. You don't think about it. What's funny is we didn't see the movie until it had been out for a couple of weeks. When I went and bought some Christmas presents, I saw K52S?
0: 42S? K2SO.
1: K2SO. Figure, big one. And uh, I was like, oh, he looks really cool. I don't know anything about him. I looked yeah, at the description have been on it the could box. Have been just a- well, it couldn't have been nothing because it's a big giant figure, but I looked, you know, it's a big tall one, like 18 inches or something, wasn't it? 24 inches. So I looked at the box and it said reprogrammed imperial droid. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I got to that for Christmas and we hadn't even seen it. And when we watched it, I was like, that's my favorite <laughs> thing in the entire movie. So I love that. The little cheekiness is in there. It's not too much. It's where I actually funny, think like- that, well, it's not too bad in The Force Awakens. There's a lot more cheeky because they said they had to change a lot of things about their relationship, you know, the Finn and Rey, because yeah. they, they needed to like liven it up or make it more, you know, friendly, flirty or something. It was a little much for me at times, but this, they I think they cut it just right, and that's where the robot guy came in. I just think it's a good adventure. Um, it's a bit more serious. We'll do some spoilers here because our big joke is that nobody gets, hardly anybody gets out of this one alive. So it's not like it's a bit of a tearjerker if you're hoping for yeah any um, of these people to carry on because you know they're not. And most people
0: have seen Star Wars, so if you if you're <laughs> seeing this, you kind of know what's going to happen. I I'd hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a. It, Spoilers in this movie, a lot of people die because <laughs> yeah. it is a suicide mission of assault sort, of sorts. I Correct. mean, it's quite clear what you're going to do here will probably get you killed, but for the good of the rebels. And um, those damn rebels! Big
1: it's babies. quite
0: ballsy, I think, for a for a Star Wars movie, because um, you know kids love Star Wars movies. It's a downer, like it's <laughs> a, it's also. A, I mean, the the movie ends with the word hope, so it does have. Hope at the end, but if you loved these characters, you are in There's a bit no of a downer head. position, right? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, that, at that point at the end. I mean, if you love Jin, if you're a, if you're a twelve year old girl or less who sees Jin, goes, "Oh my god, I love Jin," and then goes to watch this film, and then Jin doesn't make it. <laughs> that's pretty. It's a big downer for a kid. Being the parent, that's a you gotta might have to. You know, mop up some tears that night. So oh,
1: I don't know. You're being awful sensitive.
0: Well, there are some. I would have been sensitive like that as a kid. Yeah. If they'd have killed Luke in the spoilers, <laughs> they don't kill. Luke. <laughs> if they'd have killed Luke in a New Hope, I would have lost my shit. You know, I loved it. I loved the Star Wars characters. In fact, I went to see them in the theater as they theatrically aired. So, like in the seventies and the eighties.
1: How old are you? Gee, many Christmas.
0: Um, <laughs> and when that moment came on the screen, when he said, spoilers, <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Who said that? I couldn't, I couldn't, my child mind could not comprehend it.
1: You are sensitive.
0: Like, it, like I, so I was cute. like, because also you're a kid. You don't, I didn't see shit coming. <laughs> like, as an adult, I might have figured it out. But as a kid, no way. I didn't see that coming. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, it really kind of affected me deeply. So this movie could affect some kids deeply because it's not violent. Yes, they shoot each other with lasers. It's not full of blood and guts or anything, is it? In fact, none, I don't think. Is there any blood? None? No. In fact, Force Awakens has more blood, right? Because Finn gets blood on his helmet. Yeah. (laughs) There's not really blood in this movie because there's no lightsabery stuff apart from the awesomeness of Darth Vader in this movie. Um, This movie was sold a lot on Darth Vader. The trailers had Darth Vader breathing. Now, if you're coming to this movie for loads of Darth Vader, that is not what you're (laughs) going to get. He's in two scenes. Just so happens the second scene that he's in is probably the most awesome Darth Vader scene you'll ever see. It's really good. I mean, it's, what, 90 seconds maybe? It is literally awesome. It is Darth Vader doing what he does. Really being a, a complete twat and just murdering <laughs> people. <laughs> um, it is awesome. It gives me chills actually watching it. This time, the, the first time, I was like, oh my god, what the hell? Are we really going to get to see this? It's brilliant how it lines up with the next movie as well. They obviously they did it just perfectly. If you watch both movies back to back, it literally seconds away from each other. I love that. That's how you do a prequel to something that's so beloved, I think. So it pushes up right against it and it just feels like part of the same thing. Um I liked all the new characters. You don't get to like them for long, unfortunately. (laughs) I mean some of them continue over to the next movie.
1: Only the ones we've already had.
0: CG ones. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which let's be nothing else continues (laughs) over, does it?
0: Nothing else continues over. No, it really doesn't. But does say it.
1: now they've got Carrie Fisher. They've made a 3D model of her. Yeah. In 10 years or 20 years when that technology is more perfected. Yeah. That could rejuvenate a a role for her as a and you could even younger make her younger and younger or put her in those middle years where we don't see her between you know uh the third the sixth one and the seventh one because we don't see her for a long time mm. in there. So you could, but they have to really up that technology.
0: It makes me sad that Carrie fisher is gone, because The Last Jedi that's coming out this Christmas, I guess we'll get to see her again in that one a little bit, because she did film that one before she died. It's
1: fucking sad, man. The whole thing is sad. It's I really mean, sad. people die all the time. But I think I get more sad because it makes you really sad. I because actually, you just think you'll never see her an- anew again. I,
0: and, you know, when we went to see Force Awakens, I was like... There's Han Solo, and there's Princess Leia. We're going to get to see them again. (laughs) No. And now we're not, are we? We really are not. Maybe we're going to see Leia for a little bit in this new movie, but never again. But like, how long do you think it will be before we can perfect this CG Tarkin technology? It'll be
1: 10 or 20 years before it's where you just don't care. Let's say
0: it's perfect. We can actually resurrect dead actors.
1: Yeah. Well, only if you've done... The work to start with,
0: right? Which we will hover. Yeah. We, we will have for all the new actors, like somebody like, let's say Scarlett Johansson. Today, we we listen to an interview with her. She just did Ghost in the Shell. They scanned her every which way, but because she plays like a, a robot, right? So they've scanned every inch of her in high resolution. She's she's in a computer for life now, right? So correct. So in a hundred years, you could make a Scarlett Johansson movie. I'm assuming because. She, all the data will be there, and you will have a motion capture artist, or however we do it at that time. With this facial recognition and everything, you could, what? I mean, you couldn't take Elvis and make an Elvis movie now because we don't have him scanned in a computer. But we do have Robert De Niro scanning a computer, I'm sure, from something. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know. There's an awful, if you have enough footage, I don't know.
0: I'm, like I'm said, assuming 20 years from
1: now, there'll be a different... We'll get to a point thing, yeah. where,
0: like, you know, Robert De Niro will be in a movie, but he'll, be, he'll have been dead for 10 years, and you'll be like, wow, I don't even... I can't tell. It's so crazy. Like, that'll be the point where anything is game, right? Anything. Like, you can do anything. But as it stands now, I don't want to dwell on that stuff, because Rogue One is an awesome film. It is. It's just those things really poke out, and... So if it wasn't for those, what, how, would you, how would you rate this? I would think it would be... It's re It really fits. It's perfect to watch before Star Wars. But when you watch Star Wars and Peter Cushing is magically alive again and he's not weird, isn't it going to be even weirder? Because then you really <laughs> see Peter Cushing and you'll be like, wow, he looks so weird. Like 20 minutes ago when we just watched that other one. And now he looks fine. Like what? what? It, I wouldn't have done it. It's just a, a decision that I think he's wrong, like, as a Star Wars fan, I think... But it's a done
1: deal. It is a done deal. It's so like you is squint your eyes every time you watch it and hope for the best. But
0: as you know, with George Lucas, <laughs> nothing was ever a done deal with him, was it? We've, there's many changes made to the Star Wars movies that, over the years, and they have stuck, unfortunately, because I hate it when I watch... Um, oh, I hate it when I watch A New Hope, and... Uh, he goes to speak to Jabba and walks around him and his tongue sticks out. It's like, whoa, but this, I never remember this. This just seems like a shitty deleted scene. It's but awful. that's
1: a George decision. Yeah, that's not it's... somebody else's decision. So to me, that you gotta just get over that shit because that's not up to you. He invented it. He can do what he wants. Now he's not there to decide. It's someone else just trying to... I don't know, make themselves look good. And Mm. in their own little world, they do. Because it looks amazing. If you had put Peter Cushing in a whole movie with all the other people. Yeah, it's incredible. In the same... Um, It's the best. If you put him in a video game looking like that. You would would be like, holy shit. That looks amazing, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, don't get me wrong. It is the best fake human you've ever seen. (laughs) The best. There's nothing to even compare to it. It's just that it's, I said, 70% of the way there. It's literally 70%. The last 30%, I can't get over. In the extras, the director said, oh, we're at 99% with uh, that, and we, the last 1% was really difficult for us to get. And I'm like, you were nowhere near that. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're looking at, but you were nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, moving on to the cast, which, um, I can't remember the cast. Felicity Jones. I got it,
1: I got it. Jeez. Felicity it Jones
0: plays Gin so What do you think of Felicity Jones? She's good. Gin so, Now, Felicity Jones is a You've seen her in a lot She's good. She?
1: she seems tough and vulnerable, but yeah, don't have enough backstory to give this character...
0: And she's a really Strangely good Strangely enough,
1: though, because when you watch the young lady in A right. Force Awakens, you don't know anything about her either, but something about her...
0: She's got a spark in her or something. Excuse me. Right? Fills you
1: in. Very quickly. And this young lady, too, they just don't... I don't know. Don't give her enough... It's... I asked this...
0: Because that... New trilogy has got three movies to get to know everything and all that. I feel like you they spent a lot more time in that first movie introducing you to these new characters, and they give you like twenty minutes at the beginning to introduce you to Finn and Ray and get used to them. In this movie, they just really have to rush the ball on because shit's this you know this mission has to happen. So you know, Jin's a little girl now she's a woman. All right, you've you've figured her out. Now we're going on a mission. There's not really much time to stop and breathe with her, so I I, I love her. She's a fantastic actress.
1: Yes, don't get me she's wrong. She's good.
0: Yeah, there's a really like touching moment I think with her when she the hologram of a father when she's watching. Yes, that. she really. Yeah. that
1: really got me. That's one every time. of my. Every time.
0: That was where I was like, I wish I could have a bit more character of her because obviously she's interesting. Mhm. But yeah, I love her. She's. I think she did carry off the lead of this movie really well, and I was behind her. And I wanted to. I wanted her not to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> More spoilers.
0: Diego Luna plays Cassian Andor. You um.
1: Funny enough, I liked him better this time than the first time.
0: Yeah, he's good, isn't he? I mean, yeah. we what did we see him in first? Was it the the terminal? The very first time we saw him.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: I mean, we've seen him in a lot of things, but um, I always thought he was a good actor, and he really seems to fit. And they did go for like a really multicultural cast in this movie. On purpose, they said. They wanted to,
1: you know... Which makes it seem kind of sleazy, but the end result is good.
0: The end result is good, good because there are lots of nationalities here. It's not just a bunch of British people, like Star (laughs) Wars, usually. Americans and British people. But Diego Luna's good. I think, again, underdeveloped. You see him as a spy at the beginning a little bit. You see questionable... he's, He's like James Bond, isn't he? He's like good... But then he has to They're do some shitty things good, also, yeah. like because he's a spy. So he's got this questionable, you know, morality to him. But because of the way this movie operates, we can't really go into much detail on him. So you'll never really know much about him. He's just a bit of a mysterious dude who's going to help the rebels. And that's it, which is unfortunate. It's almost like I want to see a Rogue One prequel <laughs> and see how these people got to this point. Um, Alan Tudyk plays K2SO. He's fantastic, isn't He's he? He's really good, I yeah. mean... The
1: voice is good. It's good.
0: It's a really well-animated um, CG too robot. too much
1: cheek, but just enough? It's sarcastic
0: you know? more than cheeky. It's, um...
1: Was there a difference?
0: A little bit. It's, it's a little more sophisticated than silly one-liner jokes. It's more like... Some... When he drops her bag, that's one of my yeah. favorite things. <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't say anything. He just he, she gives him a bag to, and he's just like,
1: "I'm not your servant." Yeah, kind of and just thing, drops yeah. the bag and just. Yeah.
0: But yeah, there's some really funny moments from him. If there is any anything, he's like the droids in Star Wars. They kind of lighten the mood every time they're on on screen just a little bit. He is the lightener in this movie, and he's funny but then it's also really sad
1: yeah. with him even. <laughs> more spoilers
0: Donnie Yen plays Chirrut Imwi Chirrut we yeah he's the uh, blind what would you call him You know, he... he's, he's a... a monk he said yeah he's not Jedi is he he's a, he's a monk like Jedi a... monk he said he knows the
1: yeah
0: he knows martial arts, basically. He's not, like, throwing like things at you and stuff with the Force. He's does martial arts. He's blind. He um, is very pivotal to this mission.
1: He's a protector of the Force or the Willis, the belief in yeah. the Force.
0: He, he understands the kyber crystals and what they're all about and why the Empire are, my, uh, well, stealing all these kyber crystals from this particular planet to go and power the Death Star with them. Um, and they're the things that... The lightsabers are made out of. So it explains all that a little bit in here. But again, it's light on explaining (laughs) stuff. That's one of the parts of the script. But you do get the idea that these crystals are important. And Donnie, again, is really good. I really loved him. He's a character I wanted to see again. He's like an awesome Star Wars character. Like I was like, he's just awesome. He's like a, a Darth Maul or something. I mean, not bad, but like a, iconic star Wars character he also has a friend in this called uh played by chinese actor zhang wen and he's called bays malbus and he's um he's like the uh heavy gunner he carries his massive yep. machine gun with like um a big clip on it and he's a big burly guy and uh he won't fight you he'll just pull out the gun and mow everybody down right he kills like stormtroopers and he's cool too you know they're the do you get the feeling sometimes, like, though, with that casting? It's like, we can sell this movie to China yep. a lot more. Yeah, that's by exactly putting what I said. They're very brilliant.
1: Yeah. Putting, <laughs> but, you know, that it's a business. It's just that that turned out to be a good decision.
0: Because Donnie Yen and... Because jo- at first
1: I thought, oh, God, they're going to be that goofy, horrible... Yeah. From, like, Transformers not, bullshit. And yeah. yet it was, no, they're actually a huge part of hooky, connecting me to the whole of the, the galaxy... An individual people, humans or otherwise, and the idea of Jedi. Even though you're not a Jedi, but that you believe in it, like it's a religion thing. But they they believe in the Force, and they believe, even though we're not seeing any Jedi except for Darth Vader. That helped a lot, and they brought it to me in an incredible way. Like they're really devoted, but they they're not like fanatics. No, they weren't goofy, just a little bit silly with each other they're, a little
0: bit. Yeah, it's interesting because they set them up as. Me, as a movie watcher, when they both appeared, I was like, oh, here they go. Goofy sidekicks. They're going to play off each other. And they do play off each other, but not funny. Mm-hmm. It's more like, we're brothers, and I'll protect your ass, and you'll protect mine. And we'll, you know... Protect your ass. We'll smile at each other in between it. It's not like we will, uh, <laughs> like you say, in the Transformers. It's not like dumb, Ugh. dumb Ugh. Transformers. That, it's
1: so terrible.
0: Um, the bad guy... Awesome, Krennic, played by Ben Mendelssohn. Awesome. Very he, good. Now, he is... He he has the look, to me, of one of the old 70s Empire Imperial captains that you see on those ships. Just the guys you see, you don't really know who they are, just sat there. They're kind of like sniveling little fucks, like you just <laughs> want to get the way to the top so they can cause havoc in the galaxy like those guys. But this guy's got... He's, he thinks he's the shit basically doesn't he like he's like see you Darth Vader I could be sat on your shit I yeah exactly
1: shit. Like, he has that aspiration he's just like
0: a cocky asshole who <laughs> it starts to all go wrong for like it, he's it, on his watch shit starts to go wrong really badly like and he can't control it I love that when it starts to all fall apart he's in that control room yep and he's he's telling people like stop can't you get this sort like there's explosions over there fix that and, and people are just like I think we're being invaded, and you're supposed to be in charge of this. But he doesn't look like he has a clue of what to do in that situation. I thought he played it really well. I really like that actor. If you want to see him in a really odd, weird role, um, Lost River, directed by um, Ryan Gosling. There is a really weird scene with him.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That uh, was yeah. really good. <laughs> How bizarre is that? Lost River is weird, but yeah. it's
0: really good. Yeah, it's really weird. That weird like yeah. thing with what you put a woman in
1: Yeah, and he's dancing. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's very, very I bizarre. I forgot
1: about that. It was really good. Yeah. But yeah,
0: I love that guy. And uh, watch that movie if you want to see weird Ben Manson. Not Morrison. with your children. No. It's a pretty out Oof. there movie. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker plays Saw Gerrera. Um, If you're a fan of the um, Clone Wars TV series... You will know this character even though it looks nothing like this like the Forest Whitaker version of it. Um, what did you think of him?
1: I tried again this time to get a little more behind. But because they're not telling me anything about him. Again. No one's telling me anything about why he's half cyborg or why there's nothing left of him except for like an arm and a face and he's breathing weird gas other than you're trying to show me a parallel of a radical rebel who is essentially patched together like a Darth Vader. But his intentions, because they're telling me he's an extreme rebel against the Empire, right? So now we've got the good side. But he's not a Jedi; he's just really fucked up because he's partially machine he's like, and he's he, limpy and he's, he's that voice and he's got the and he's got the bad. He tried to make
0: a Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, and there's a, and but they don't tell you it. anything. They don't say he's been through the Mangler. They don't say that he was in a huge. They, all they had to do was one line to say he's. You know, we, we respect him because he was in this humongous battle once where they thought he had they'd lost him, but you know, thanks to rebel doctors, they saved him or something. And like
0: we haven't seen rebel. I mean, we haven't seen Clone Wars because there's lots of it.
1: So I don't know anything about and apparently it.
0: Apparently, he has a huge story.
1: But there are little bits and pieces in there where he's talking to her, and that kind of the weirdness melts away. And he's Forrest Whitaker being that guy and having a realization that his life is this is kind of it. And so there were little tiny gems in there, it's but the weird. overall character needed a little more.
0: I like the weird over the topness to the character, the way yeah. he spoke and stuff. It was. <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking of Forrest Whitaker at points because he's kind of. Odd. It's, it's really odd the way he plays it. Uh, yeah. It's not like him. It's not like anything he plays. And obviously the characterization. He's got robot feet and like a gas chain thing on it. It just makes him look. Interesting. (laughs) And it makes me want to see uh, The Clone Wars to see exactly what his story is and he's got a lot of story apparently. He's like, he he runs through a whole season of that. So you get to see exactly what he was up to in there.
1: But it didn't look like it tells you why he's all weird. No, I don't know if it does
0: that. Yeah, which uh, I don't think it gets to that point. Uh, Riz Ahmed plays Bodhi Rook. He's he's the rebel pilot um, who they kind of (laughs) <laughs> he kind of gets along with them for the ride what do you think of him he's, he's a comedian right,
1: but he puts me in mind of you can probably guess who I don't know his name the nervous guy from the early 90s who was in like uh, Alien 4 and Very Bad Things and yeah that guy yeah <laughs> I don't know his
0: name either yeah. he
1: like plays yeah. up the nervous shit and he then was... he comes oh, down Do you know who he
0: was recently Manchester by the Sea he was the the guy they went to see, like a doctor or something. Yeah. The lawyer he was. Was the he? La- That was him. He's really grown up now, but that was... Well, like,
1: of course, he's he, was grown the lawyer, up yeah,
0: he was the lawyer. He was the tell- lawyer. He was telling him about like what they'd left in the will and stuff. Was he? Yeah, that was absolutely mm. him. But yeah, that's I don't that's know if I believe you, he's but from, oh, okay. Yeah, he's from Very Bad Things.
1: Yeah, that's what he reminded me of. So some of those moments were a little much, but then he toned it down, which is funny because you find out that they film the end before the beginning, so instead he... Hypes it up, basically. (laughs) But I like him. His final scene is awesome. I think. I think the character's interesting because it's a person, again, this movie's telling me a story in very, very brief ways of humans in the galaxy. Well, they will do. Right. Who, because my thing was, you know, how can the Empire take over everything? How can it? It's a every galaxy, this is a galaxy far, far away. Galaxies are very humongous. Yep. There's trillions of creatures and beings if we're gonna go fiction here and, and what could be living in a galaxy, right? So how can you actually dominate, hold those people's loyalty, right? And then take it all over. Or once you do have a hold on everybody, well nobody's gonna turn turn against you, but this gives you those little he decides, because of her father, yep. to take a chance like something in his conscious must have but you fill all that in. He must have already been upset and not wanting to really... But then how did he get that job? How did he get to be a pilot for the Empire? You know, that's the kind of shit that I start thinking about. But then we get Finn and we find out he's kidnapped when he's a boy. And, yeah, since... You know, yeah, so you and tried to be brainwashed.
0: Yeah. Since um, Finn appeared on the scene, which was a... You know, there was we'd never heard of a uh, rebel... Def- I mean, an somebody on the Imperial side defecting. We'd never even heard or thought about that, really, I no. guess. No. And then we, then it was introduced to us with Finn. I'm actually interested in those characters, the ones who've lived the life of that, <laughs> and decide, oh, fuck it, I've had enough of that. I want to go to the other yeah. side. I'm interested in those characters. I hope there's it more is of them. It is interesting. Mads Mickelson I put down finally as Galen Erso. He, he plays uh, Jin's dad. I love Mads Mickelson. He's, yeah. he's awesome. Like, And you know what? Again, spoilers. <laughs> Mads dies in this. <laughs> Everybody dies in Everybody this movie. Dies. Apart from anybody who's made of C G. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, actually, no, um some of the C G ones die too. But uh Mads Mickelson, he's really like got something about him. He's very like present is something. And he really fits in Star Wars to me. I like I like that he yeah. just left him with his accent because it's the Galaxy and and everybody's Somebody different. Directed by Gareth Edwards. You will know him from... He directed a movie called Monsters years ago. That's the movie that put him on the map. People love that movie. And they he did a monster movie on a small budget. But I've never seen it. Not everybody loved it. You saw it, didn't you? Yes. Did I I need love to it? see it. No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> I did not. Because I don't like that guy. Mars, Maz... Well, no, not him. The other guy. The Skip... Kip... Whatever his name is. Yeah, I know not you Not Kip. Yeah, I know what you mean. Not Jon Snow, but the other one. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like it now, but watch it again. Because I understand that it's different. It's totally different because you are... It's called Monsters, but...
0: Some people compare it, like, to District 9. Like, how that guy had never made a movie. Yeah, he no, made, it's
1: not like that, though. No,
0: but he made District 9, and it was done with, like, a really low budget, but it was, like, a cool idea. Like, something that you're not really... District
1: 9 was really good. Yeah,
0: whereas Monsters is... I've not seen it, but it's a similar low budget, yeah. high concept thing that you wouldn't think you'd be able to do on such a low the budget.
1: Ho- the low budget is more transparent in Monsters. Right. right. District 9, you're fooled into thinking they have a bigger budget. But they really don't. Not in Monsters. Right. There's a lot of walking and talking. Right. Literally, it's- a lot of walking and talking.
0: So Gareth Edwards did Monsters, it got him noticed, and then Warner Brothers gave him Godzilla, which was a couple of years ago, with Brian Cranston. And, um. Gave him, like, hey, hey!
1: Come on, here, we Well, have I mean, he went on to
0: Godzilla, and uh, I liked Godzilla. It had really had a lot of faults.
1: Did you like Bryan Cranston? Yeah,
0: spoilers. <laughs> well, he, not, not, not a good movie for him either. Um, but in Godzilla, and I do like Godzilla. I don't mm-hmm. think there was enough Godzilla. I really don't. He was barely in it. Godzilla. It was mm-hmm. more about Kickass and um, his wife running about. The city. And my other complaint I had about Godzilla. It was really cool and everything, but all the action scenes would take place in the dark because the power goes out. So it's really hard to see anything, like even hard to see Godzilla. Yeah. So that was a complaint I had about that. But aside from that, it was a cool big budget Godzilla. And then he moves on to Star Wars, which is like a huge leap. It's a big
1: leap, but look at Peter Jackson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was worried when they said it was Gareth Edwards at the beginning. I was like, oh, he did Godzilla. And Godzilla was okay. But this movie is well done. I mean, in terms of directing. I agree. It's got some... It definitely tries to keep that 70s vibe of Star Wars. And it works, I think, with the costuming and the, the sets and everything. And even the CG stuff, it's so spectacular. It's still not... It doesn't... You know the big battles and everything. They're still on a scale of the ones that are in A New Hope. They won't feel super small to you. Um, so I think it does fit, and I think he did a good job. I just I know this film was like in trouble a lot. They had to go back and reshoot a load of stuff because it didn't test well and all that. Gareth Edwards says there's about three versions of the movie that he knows of that uh, have not nobody's ever seen. Really? They, they filmed loads of footage. That different ending a different middle part, you know, so...
1: Do you like knowing that, or does that just sound ugh? Like, you don't want to know that.
0: I don't care. I'd like to see some of that. There are no deleted scenes on this Blu-ray, which is weird. Because if, we've, if you've got a film that had a lot of trouble and you filmed tons and tons of different stuff, it's funny that you wouldn't show any of that. But well, then they're again,
1: protecting maybe, it, I Yeah, guess.
0: protecting it. In, in like, several years, they'll probably say, hey, you remember all that stuff we filmed? Here it is. But, um, yeah, this film... Did suffer a bit from rewrites and stuff, and it does feel a bit that way to me at the beginning. Like I say, it feels a bit choppy at the beginning, where it's going all over the, and trying to cram a load in in a short space of time. But um, overall, it's Star Wars, and it fit. You know, it fits with. I'd rather watch this than those three prequels.
1: You know, every time. Yeah, because what did I it say? It fits this, What are we gonna watch later? Star Wars. Yeah. Because yeah. I only not what no you call it Star Wars. It's a new hope. Yeah, because <laughs> that's immediately where my mind goes. Yeah, I don't mind the first one. Trust me, I, I have no problem with the one, two, and three at all. I'm not one of those people because I'm open to it all. I want to hear the next am, story, but... but I feel like I know the story enough, and I'm not into the Senate bullshit. And I'm yeah, the whole lot is that... a bit heavy. Like and... I do like knowing Anakin's whole story though. It makes yeah. me whenever I see him now. Not only is he more scary, because I understand that it all started from a tiny little grain of his little broken heart when they very first took him. And he was sad about not seeing his mother. And Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan had to like kind of tell him, well, you know, you can't let the sadness get to you. That was it. Yeah. That was the beginning of it all. And that no matter what he did, no matter what they trained him, no matter what circumstances happened in his life, every bad thing was going to make him push him further and further toward... Being bad. Yeah. And so that, to me, makes it better. So I like knowing all that, but I want to skip to number four. And I want to watch The Clone Wars. I think that'd be really good. I love Rebels, because I think that's a really good supplemental. Fills me in a lot on the story. And again... Gives me a broader scope so I can fill in the whole universe. You know, I don't watch just one little movie and go, oh, I, I buy it, the whole universe. That's why I like all of Star Trek. Because right. you look at it from, yes, the Starfleet is the center of it, basically. But you see the whole of the galaxy, you know, well, the quarter of the galaxy. And, like, you get the scope of how big it all is. And that's what I like about this movie and all these other side movies we're going to see or whatever they're called. Star Wars stories. Star Wars stories. Yeah.
0: Which we're gonna see one every other year because that's how they're doing it. Uh the next one is the Han Solo movie in um twenty eighteen. Oh I'm Christmas. <laughs>
1: yeah, so,
0: uh yeah. Not yeah, young Han Solo movie. So um the Blu-ray, which uh Disney and Lucasfilm kindly sent us a little bit early to review, comes with a whole disc full of extras and it's what that whole disc includes is it's an hour long documentary. And it's by Lucasfilm, so it's a really well made documentary. It, it features good. interviews with everybody you could hope to see. And it's split into several uh, different. It's, it's split into each character. Like there's a part about Jin, a part about Cassian, a part about K2SO, one about Bays and Sharutz, one about Bodhi and Saw, and then about the Empire, so you see a bit of Darth Vader. So it's just set into... You know, it's an hour-long documentary split into parts. Um, If you're into the technical aspect of Star Wars and you want to see like how the CG was done and all that, they don't go into that at all. They don't actually go into much on-the-set stuff, if you think about it. There's not really any like really cool behind-the-scenes. There's no deleted scenes. So it's just this one documentary, um, which is an hour-long. It's really well-produced. We watched the whole thing, but I can't help but feeling there'll be some more extras down the line or something, you know, for this film. Well, yeah. Uh, Especially deleted scenes. There obviously are many, but uh, we'll probably see some super deluxe version of this movie like they did with The Force Awakens. They put out a normal version, and then about eight months later, they put out this super duper box set with loads more stuff in it. So maybe that is their plan. You know? Money.
1: You reckon? Disney? I don't know. I don't
0: know. So, um, yeah, Rogue One. If you're a Star Wars fan, you've already seen it. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're already picking this up on Tuesday. <laughs> I don't have to tell you to. Um,
1: but you would recommend it?
0: Absolutely. If I wouldn't have been sent this movie for review, I would have been buying this on oh, Tuesday Oh, I myself. know. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. It, even if the really, really shitty Star Wars films that will eventually come because we've they've worn them out. I'll still buy those. You know, it's it's my thing.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: So I am a biased person, so I would give this a really high marks. <laughs> so uh, thanks to Disney and Lucasfilm for the Blu-ray, you will give this high marks too.
1: I would, yeah, cuz I really like, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it again. And when we go through our Star Wars phase at some point, usually once every few years we do pick a franchise to You have got to admit. Watch it all.
0: Talking about Star Trek and Star Wars. They're doing a lot better job with Star Wars than they are with Star Trek in the movies at the moment. Those Star Trek movies, to me, as a non-Star Trek fan... Yeah,
1: but the problem fairly... with that is they're trying to retell it. They are. It's different than we're adding to it. If you were just telling me stories, Star Trek... Again, I can't knock them because they're fun and there's you could adventure. Knock, you
0: can knock that first one. Like the first two,
1: yes. Don't even bring. I don't even think that's what I'm saying.
0: They seem to be doing a better job over here with Star Wars, like really faithful to it and telling new stories.
1: The new story is the key. Well, you're not telling a new story because you told us a story where we know the actual ending with this one. (laughs) Rebel spies steal the plans to the Death Star. That's the one line that started it all. That's what this movie is. So it's not new, but if you had just started Star Trek and kept everything in place the way it is, and then just added to that, either go back in time or go forward, and go a thousand years in the future, you know, and have the Starfleet, and have I think references. I that's what they're doing there.
0: with this new TV show.
1: That'd be fine. Something like that. Like, really far in the future, or another four or five hundred years, or something like that, but I don't mind, because I do not they don't affect the rest of it. I can watch all of Star Trek, and it doesn't affect it. But you, if you watch a bad thing with Star Wars, it kind of taints it a little bit, I think.
0: Well, they so far, since Disney that. took over, they're doing a better job than George did with his prequels. <laughs> uh, like a hell of a lot better job, for me anyway. So, yeah, Rogue One, I highly recommend it. It's out on Tuesday. Go and get it. Uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to com. You can enter a contest. Next week's Blu-ray review is Live By Night, Ben Affleck's new movie. We'll be looking at that next week. Movie recommendations. I am going on the theme of Rogue One, seeing as it's Star Wars week. Star Wars. All of Star Wars. Just go and watch... <laughs> Um, everything, the six Star Wars movies, uh, and and Rogue One, and the Force Awakens, Star Wars Rebels, and the Clone Wars. They're all that's all the official Star Wars stuff, all canon Disney stuff. Go and watch all of that, and then report back to me with your findings. Am I after seeing the trailer for Valerian this week? Oh yeah, Luke Besson's new movie, which looks amazing
1: it does but i always like to tell you not to get your hopes up because you do that and then yeah
0: i mean i love the fifth element that is my recommendation and i saw the trailer for valerian and i was like yes this is luke Besson doing his fifth element thing like totally (laughs) out there wacky designs awesome visuals and a cool story you can tell that's what he's up to again well, the Fifth Element is one of my favorite sci-fi movies. It's so maybe good. we should
1: skip Star Wars: The New Hope and just watch The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element is,
0: <laughs> it's just, it's just. An, it was amazing. Yeah, it's like it's an It's actually a classic. Like, you know, when I say some films are classic, I think Truman Show is a classic. Like, you can literally like watch.
1: To you and I, there are going to yeah, be people who hate I it. I actually think Elf
0: is a classic. There are some movies that I think just they <laughs> they just iconic and their pop culture of the time and but they still live on and i think fifth element is one of them it's so different like when you watch the fifth element i watched it when it came out it was like it wasn't like the other films it was like a bit european some people would say but awesome like so different like and you know bruce willis is in it He's not been,
1: great. Don't... The big him up. Just but he is good, good in it. and He Course. fits
0: it. And it, it's just it's just a really cool tale. So, yeah, The Fifth Element. It introduced me to Mila Jovovich, who went on to be Resident who Evil Who was lady. she?
1: Don't you mean Lilu Dallas?
0: Lilu Dallas Multipass. Correct. So, yeah. Mine's it's all the Star Wars and The Fifth Element. All of them.
1: Just go watch them all. Yeah. And mine are... One of them's very appropriate because it's, like, the thing. It is. Stick, but one of them is... I'm going back 30 years, 1987, movies that were made in that year that I have seen. One of them is Dragnet, which is not great. So I don't recommend it, but I did see it. There you, there you go. The one was with Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, not great. No. And the other one is, however, Spaceballs. And it is hilarious. I mean... You can't help it. It just is. It's got so many funny things and you might not like it because it's taking the piss out of your beloved Star no, Wars.
0: No, but... I'm just not on Mel Brooks. Uh, I yeah. didn't like Blazing Saddles. It's I'd... pretty
1: much in, in yeah. that vein for it sure. Is. Yeah. I, I
0: just... I Yeah, I should... should I always thought Spaceballs, it's going to be right on my alley. I'll understand all the references. It'll be really funny. But Mel Brooks' humour, it's a thing for me. I just don't... It's I don't like it. Like Woody Allen, I tell you I can't get into him. I've tried really a lot. Mel
1: is different, but I know what you're saying.
0: This is a very specific thing to Mel Brooks. Yeah. Um, And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. And, and when it came out, I watched it and people were raving about it and it, it just didn't click with me. It's just one of those things. But then Stupid Airplane clicked with me. You know, who knows? What... Yeah.
1: It's not like you can be a snob about no. it, but yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, so yeah. I Mel Brooks. Did you like Blazing Saddles, by the way?
1: I only ever seen it once, so I was young. I probably thought it was hilarious, but I I haven't seen it since.
0: It's really ballsy. I did enjoy. Like it's poking at racism. Essentially, I did enjoy that about it. That it's like
1: where you go, oh shit! I can't believe they just. It's that that movie
0: where it's like we're going to show you how ridiculous racism actually is, right? right, In a funny way, so it's kind of like people would go. Some people would go. Well, that film is just despicable. You shouldn't be watching that. It's terrible. Like, they're making fun, but it's one of those satire-y... But yeah, it was pretty ballsy as well for its day, that movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really goes to some places and says some things that people might not want to hear. Games and A. Scully stuff. I'm still playing near Automata. Automata. Tomata, Automata. 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 That's Jomaraquai's new album. <laughs> Automata. <laughs> well, there you go. Um so yeah uh, it's awesome I've played it a lot this week I don't want it to end so I keep playing it for 10 minutes then putting it back down because I I know like soon I'm going to be playing it and I'm really into it and then the credits will roll right and that'll be it I hate that about games because they do end like movies you watch a really cool movie you're loving it and then it ends I wish it just carried on but it doesn't so, uh, yeah, near Automata. It's out on uh, PC and PS4. Um, it's awesome. It really is. It's one of my favourite games, like, for a long time. This year, I was thinking, has been awesome for games. Resident Evil 7, which was absolutely brilliant. I can't believe how good it was. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'm still in the middle of. Near Automata kind of took over for a bit. I'm going back to that one next. Amazing. Um Near Automata, and then I've got Mass Effect queued up. I mean, we're only like three months into the year, and there's been some amazing games this year. So uh, yeah, it's a good time to be a gamer. <laughs> what is Spangoolie, and when is it on, and what is it?
1: Well, it's not on tonight, because it's not actually Saturday, but Spangoolie is a horror host who does two hours on a Saturday night on T V and he hosts a little show where he... Look, I shouldn't be dismissive. I love it, so... He dresses up in a funny outfit and he does funny jokes and presents a horror movie of some description. Now this coming week will be Abbott and Costello and Meet the Invisible Man, so it's not really a horror movie, but some of them are old fashioned thirties, forties and fifties horror flicks. And this week, like I said, is Abbott and Costello, Meet the Invisible Man. I'm not Man. the
0: greatest fan like Mel Brooks.
1: I'm not either. It, I not I'm not a big fan of Abbott and Costello.
0: No, it it's so predictable and I can it's you know what's gonna happen before it happens, every single time.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know if that's a fair judge, because did you not know what was going to happen in Rogue One?
0: Well, that, Yeah.
1: So but, you can't use that as a judgment.
0: I, I will tell you, I said to you, <laughs> I've not seen this one. Albert and Costello meet the Invisible Man. <laughs> they will meet the Invisible Man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At one point, they will get stuck in a doorway, the two of them.
1: Absolutely.
0: One will slap another one's ass at some point, or grab his heart, goose him.
1: It does seem like a thing they do. Yeah,
0: they do that. Um... There will be a misunderstanding. There'll be a joke about food sometimes where he's eating a lot of food. It's, it's Scooby Doo, isn't it?
1: And I'll tell you, uh, there's this one <laughs> franchise where there's gonna be this big giant weapon and this really bad guy who wants to rule the whole universe, the whole galaxy, and there's these Don't people who in rebellion against it, and they're gonna find some way to, you know, for temporarily to to knock him back. And then guess what? In the next one, he comes back. You can't compare. And again, the holy. And then his grandson one day will come back to try kick everybody's ass. That I'm not comparing them, to... I'm just saying, if that is your point of contention, you have to then lay that across.
0: The yeah, way. I'm not a fan of Ab and Costello, even though I have watched a couple of their movies now. That one where there was like women, do you remember that one? <laughs> yes, that on the moon. One was interesting. On yeah. the moon, something yeah.
1: on the moon, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was bizarre. On Mars. Yeah, remember. It was weird. Um, what's for dinner?
1: Tonight is going to be HelloFresh again. This lovely company that I'm really into, as long as I can get a coupon code to get them really cheap. Um, so if you're going to go to HelloFresh, first time you sign up, you get a pretty good deal. And then if you get someone else like my sister decided to try you it, you get
0: like $30
1: off. You budget. get it for half price, so it makes it 30 bucks. but it sounds like a lot. It's 10 bucks a meal.
0: Even if you try it once, it's try, worth trying.
1: Yeah, and then I got a $20 coupon to do it again, so. But this week, is, this, today, is Spring Greens Gnocchi.
0: We have not had any of them that have been bad at nope. all.
1: And I don't like gnocchi. I've what never was the one we had it. yesterday? lentil curry lentil
0: that was really good good yeah yeah that was really good that's what i'm saying there's There's roasted
1: cauliflower and lentils and it's really simple they're really simple to make this one i was worried because it's getting late in the evening but i can go in there and in half an hour it can be done and it's just a little bit of they send you fresh ingredients you cook it you send everything you get the tarragon some fresh fresh asparagus a fresh bag of peas what's
0: your uh, coupon code if they want to uh Try it for half price.
1: C I N D H A Y. C
0: I N D H A Y. Enter that in the coupon code, but you get it half price.
1: I think so you get forty dollars off if you use that.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. you get twenty you get three meals for twenty bucks. Correct.
1: Yeah. Might as well try it, it's really fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I have to say, it's really easy to cancel it. Yep. some of these things well, we need to cancel it some of these things are a pain in the <laughs> ass to cancel but literally with this you press a button and it gets canceled and so, that's the
1: plan is now that i don't have a coupon for the next week i'll cancel it yeah. and then go back <laughs> Yeah. so i'm not like bigging up the company because i think 60 dollars a week is too much but as they, long as i can get it cheap i'm happy it
0: is really delicious um so your advice before we end
1: My advice is uh, ancient advice handed down from generations and generations of gurus and monks and the Jedis and the like. And it's... Do you see what it is?
0: Yes. Nike.
1: (laughs) No? (laughs) Well, (laughs) they borrowed it, I think. It's called... It goes like this. Just do it. Now, I can say that, and I don't just do it. Like, get off my fat butt and do lots of exercise and eat better and get all healthy and shit. Like, so I don't, don't follow it fully. But more on things like, you know, help. Like, my mom has this historical society in this little tiny town that she's really, 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 really loves. And for years I've listened to her talk about it. And I've gone a couple of times to kind of help out. But I decided for 2017, I'm just really going to do it. I'm going to help her on every level that I can. I live three and a half hours away. But with the glory of digital world and I do artwork and, you know, computery stuff, I'm willing to... Now just do it. Like don't don't go. Oh, well, you're gonna plan that and well, I guess. Uh, just do it. Just if somebody needs something or and this other friend of mine from high school that I haven't seen for probably forty years almost. She left high school before he graduated. Her son has now developed his own racing company. He's only a teenager. What do you call those cars? Stock cars. A stock car, right? So he's now he's got his guy's own. He's made his own company.
0: Boogie kind of cars. Yeah
1: and. I was really impressed, and she said, I want to sell shirts for my son. We've done the design, and I'd really like to show him support. And I thought, you know, you can look at that stuff and go, all right, well, that's really cool. And give it a like on Facebook. And I thought, no, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to buy one of his shirts. I may never wear it, but I want to show the support for 18 bucks. It's really not that big a deal. And, you know, I had another friend when I was describing all these little things I was doing for the historical side. She's like, oh, that sounds like an awful lot of work. And I thought, well, it's not actually, you know. And then she complained about a couple of things in the town that she that she didn't like. And I thought, well, then you need to just do it. Just fix it. But, you know. So that's my advice. Just All do right. it. Just do it.
0: All right. So um, we will leave you there. Uh, I want to remind you about our website. SaySchoolie.com, SidTalk.com. You catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store. Just go to com, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y. Click on the word podcast. You can listen to all of the podcasts there. All 473 of them. You can also email me at, aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She really hates all of them. I
1: don't hate anybody.
0: Only um, email her. No, don't email her.
1: If you want to donate to the Historical Society of my home county, you just give me a ring. Give me a bell. And uh,
0: <laughs> Stay classy. Star Wars. You will always be classy to me.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you.